RadioInfluence.com. Welcome back to a new episode of the You're Not Wrong podcast, a podcast where Gen X and a millennial talk about culture back then, culture right now, and mostly agree to disagree. My name's Elizabeth. I'm the millennial. I'm Nicole, and I'm the Gen Xer. And, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I really thought that was over. <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, on today's show, we've got a millennial moment. We're gonna, we're going to be looking at one of my favorite things that I did not know existed. And then when I found it existed, mm-hmm. I was like my people. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you know you, when you find something and you're like- You definitely associate with these people, 100%, don't you? Wow. 100%. Um, and that is malicious compliance. Mm. Have you heard of this? Now don't I say anything you, yet. Now Just, I tell you told me. Okay. Have you heard of this, Jason? Oh, great. <laughs> um, but after that, we'll get on to a you're not wrong. And then we actually do have a review to read. Do we? So we'll do that. Yeah. Um, but first, it's been a while since we've been here. Yes. I'm not allowed to ask you how you are. Nope. So instead, I'll ask, are you more of a planner or a go with the flow kind of person when you travel? What do you say? So I just a, came back from excellent travels. excellent question, young lady. Thank you. Um, I like to be a hybrid. <laughs> that is not an answer. I am more of a planner okay. than I go with the flow. Okay. This is the thing. I like to say, here are the things I have to see. Yes. Or do mm-hmm. in this place. Right. But I don't necessarily tie it down to a day. Okay. What about you? Yeah, I would say the same. Like, I'll say at least one day I want to see this thing. Mm-hmm. And these are all the things near it. Because mm-hmm. nothing pisses me off more than like, you don't have a plan. And then you end up backtracking across the city back and forth. I hate that. It's so inefficient. So I'd rather just be like, okay, these are all clumped next to each other. Let's see all this. Yeah. This is all here. Let's yeah. do that. I don't care when it happens. I just know I want to do you it. You need to do it before you I, leave. That's what I want to do. Yeah. So I know that it has been a while. Mm-hmm. It's been like going on. But you went on a trip. Yes. So listen, but before we get into that... <laughs> Because I am very interested because like it's a place that you went that I actually really do like a lot, but I haven't been in a long time. So I'm okay. curious about it. But I just wanted to say like, OK, this podcast is probably going to come out. What? Next week? You know about yeah, all the usually, you know. So like we've had a pretty rough week this week. There's been some tragedy. Oh, right. I thought you meant us personally. Not this week. Oh, we have our weeks. <laughs> I was like, what happened to you? <laughs> we I'm have so our sorry. weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but I just want to say like. You know what? I felt this coming here. And I'm like, people are going to hear this podcast like next week. And of course, like this week, we've experienced yet another mass shooting. Right. Very tragic. Like among I don't know why this one has hit people even more so, but I would say maybe among the most tragic. And I just want to say that, you know, I don't know what the answers are. I don't think any of us do. But I feel like this podcast is just some lightness. Right. I feel like people will listen to this next week and we hope that you'll laugh, you'll enjoy and maybe take your mind off some of the more tragic things that are going on. That's all I want to say. I love that. I'm about to get my guitar out, play Kumbaya. You don't have to. <laughs> okay. But anyway, all right. <laughs> I just want to say that. No, thank you. No, that's you're welcome. there is a lot going on. Yeah. You're welcome. So, um, but anyway, where have you been? I was in Chicago. Chi-town, Chi-town. 
How did that go? It was great. I'd never been to Chicago before. Uh-huh. I didn't know. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know what to expect. Okay. I've heard a lot of things about it. Um, but yeah, I went and it was honestly great. I loved it. Well, you're being very vague. I don't. <laughs> what are you? Sorry, I threw you off with the heaviness. But you, you yeah, I know I did. I know. Let's like. A, okay, it's okay. Like, Give me a prompt. You're an interviewer. <laughs> How about you ask me a question once? What on was this the podcast? best thing you ate? Because I told you okay, the food okay. was a, is amazing in Chicago. Um, yeah, and you know what? Though I will say that. Food is probably the one thing that we didn't get to do as much of. Really? Yeah, just how not? Um, just because we we were balling on a budget. It's me and okay. my brother, just from college. Yeah. So we're not gonna hit up, you know. Well, you don't have to go to the finest of places, but like a Chicago dog. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I had that. Okay. okay, I didn't know. Yeah. Like, no, what we were talking asking. about like Michelin star. Yeah, cool. Because like somebody did say like, oh, there's this restaurant, and I look it up, and I'm like. <laughs> Michael Jordan's restaurant. There is a restaurant. Cool. Yeah. Um, so no, we had a lot of good food. Uh, I I think the most interesting experience was the the deep dish pizza. Okay. Where'd you go? We went to Luminati's. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that was the one that a lot of people recommended. So we did that, and it was good. It was and good. I really did like it. Okay. Um, and have we you ever had deep dish? I had not. Ah. And so we had a debate, my brother and I, mm-hmm. over whether how to eat a deep dish pizza. And what was the debate about? Do you use a fork and knife? It's almost imperative. So I did what I think any sensible person would do. And I just looked around the room we were in (laughs) (laughs) to see how else people were eating it. Uh And they were using forks and knives. But my brother felt like that was just kind of hedonistic. He did not like that. So he put an Instagram poll on his Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um and it was actually 50-50. But then I asked him of those people, are any of them from Chicago and or have they had deep dish pizza? Mm-hmm. When asked, no, they okay, had not. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, eventually we ended up we ended up agreeing that fork and knife is the best way. Yeah, it was a lot of, he was, was too much sauce. Yeah, it was a lot going on. It's too much sauce. So that was the best food you had. I mean, it was at least the, mo- the thing I'll probably think about the most because we don't really have that here. So I'll think about it. So what was like the moment where you were like, I'm glad we came here. Oh, we went to a Cubs game mm. and my family's really into baseball. Okay. So that was really Wrigley Field is, a, you know, one yeah. of the oldest. Yeah. And so it was beautiful. Historic. Yeah, it was it was really nice. That was a, and my brother loves baseball. That was the whole reason we went up there mm. was to see baseball games. So to do it with someone who loves it. It was cool. It's like secondhand excitement you know like yeah. i'm already excited but then this person's like Saw almost crying oh my god and so like i get secondhand like jitters because he's face. so excited yeah that's nice yeah well while you had a beautiful time <laughs> enjoying life right as i, I do was pretty i was down bad i know <laughs> i was down bad i was kind of down bad don't say that like i didn't know I, I mean, know. you knew you yeah. didn't do anything about it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> There's nothing you could have done. Right, I asked. There's nothing you could have done. Anyway. Are you feeling better now? I am feeling better. Well, I that's mean, all matters. So, like, without going into too many of the details, I had, like, a medical procedure, mm-hmm. right? And that was... A nose job, right? Yes. Can you tell the difference? <laughs> I was going to say, that's what, fully I, healed. that's what everyone says. <laughs> I had a medical procedure. It's like I know. they had lip no, filler. No, <laughs> that's not what I had. I don't need lip fillers. They're popping already. But, um... <laughs> I had a medical procedure, but before that, I was in a hit and run accident. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you had a lot going on. I had so much <laughs> going on, girl. It was terrible. I don't even know how I'm sitting here. I had a hit and run. Somebody slammed into the back of my car, 
at an intersection less than a mile away from my house and then took off. Insane. Insane. Actually insane. And I saw their face and they looked insane. <laughs> That's the bad part about it. I said, this is an insane person coming up behind me. And then they slammed they into were. my car. Yeah. So I haven't had a car for like a month. Do That's you understand? Tough. That's tough in a place being like this. Like medically, like not able to do a lot, and then you don't have a car. I literally felt like a kid again. Yeah, you were. I had to rely on people. I know. Isn't that doesn't isn't that the worst? It's not fun. It's horrible. I'm not good at it. No people. I think we need to get better at that. Probably. At this point, the only thing I rely on people for is my dad to come help me fix things in the house. And then even sometimes you're like, you know something? Let me just call it. I'll just figure it yeah. out. Because <laughs> it's like, I'll YouTube this. why is it so hard to rely on people? I don't know. I don't know. Because you have to put up with their stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So that's what I was doing. I was literally not doing anything and healing and then also not having a car. But Hey, I'm here. And I was having deep dish pizza for the first time. So kind of the same. Okay. Kind of the same. Whatever. Similar hiatus status. Yeah. But anyway, I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be back. I missed you. I missed you too. It's been, oops, sorry. It's been that long? Spam risk. That's <laughs> the only people who call me. My phone is dry as hell. <laughs> um, What's going on today? Like, I, ha- I kind of know what we're talking about, but it's real vague. Well, let's just get into this millennial moment. Let's do it. So I asked if you had ever heard of malicious compliance and you said not until I brought it up. Nope. Okay. I didn't know what it was. So based on just like the name or the words malicious compliance, what do you think it is? I think it's like doing something even though you know it's wrong. Okay. I mean, basically, yeah, like malicious, bad compliance doing it. Right. So that's pretty basic. Okay. Yeah. So that's, but you basically hit it. So this is from Wikipedia. It has its own page on Wikipedia. Malicious compliance, also known as malicious obedience, is the behavior of intentionally inflicting harm by strictly following the orders of a superior while knowing or intending that compliance will have an unintended negative result. Mm, What? So basically, yeah. So basically, it's. Um, you're following an order mm-hmm. from a boss or some sort of superior, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, knowing that it will end in a bad result. Mm. So someone tells you to do something and you know, it's not going to go. It's not well. going the way that they want it to go. Okay. But you do it anyway. Why would you do such a thing? So Wikipedia continues. Oh. It's a form of passive aggressive behavior oh, yeah. that is often associated with poor management, labor relationships. Which we are rife with. Micromanagement Mm. and a lack of confidence in leadership. Mm. So it's it you see it mostly in the workplace. I won't say that there's not examples of it in day to day life. There definitely is. But you're gonna see this more I think it's more obvious in work situations Mm -hmm. because that's where you're gonna more likely get an order, right? I guess. Or like, yeah, in order. Because like your husband might tell you like, oh, I need you to do something. Mm -hmm. And I guess you could do it. And then that would be malicious compliance. Yeah. That's a lot of that happening. There's a lot of that happening for sure. Yeah. But it's not, I think in those types of relationships, hopefully it's healthy enough where you could say like, 
this isn't going to go how you think and it's going to go. And the person will listen. And they might listen. Probably not. Maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. I've never been married. But uh, you do see it a lot at work. Okay. So given all this, have you ever been maliciously compliant? You know, you asked me this, right? And I, I, I want because I, I didn't want to make you not come like, with anything. I it is very hard for me to think of a time where I was maliciously compliant because I feel like it's just a super level of pettiness. I feel like malicious compliance is like malicious pettiness, honestly. But let me finish. But I have had times where I've tried to convince someone of something and they haven't listened. And then I've sort of been like, you know what? Whatever. It's mostly for me happening in personal interactions, okay. not work. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, I have an example that happened just recently. I think I told you a little bit about it when we first came in. I don't know if you want me to tell you now. Yeah, tell me now. Um, well, there were two things. Okay. Because, again, the workplace one is very hard for me. And maybe when you start to talk about it, I'll yeah, get more into it. I think it. you will, but maybe. First of all, it's giving me very, like, millennial <laughs> of course it, it is. It's giving me millennial, this is a millennial moment. like pa passive-aggressiveness kind of. Is it giving you millennial because we're petty or is it giving you millennial because there are so many boomers in charge that have no idea what they're doing? I think it's both. Okay. Fair I think enough. it's like boomers that. that have no idea what they're doing and then millennials who are just like, I don't want anybody to tell me what to do. And if you tell no, me what you to do, do it. Um, yeah, no, but I'm, but doing I'm it. gonna let you fail. Instead of speaking up and when being like, when we get like, into examples, we'll get, anyway, I think you'll get it. Anyway, here's one that I thought that I experienced um, the other day. So I'm in Publix, right? And this isn't the one I told you about originally, but I'm in Publix, okay. and it's a long line. And um, the the lady behind me is like complaining the whole time, right? She's like, you know, oh my god, like they need to open up more lanes. Like it's too many people in here. Da, 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 da. She's just complaining, complaining, complaining. And so then we get closer to the front. And she's like, um, not only is she complaining, now she's saying like the in earshot of the cashier. So the cashier can hear her. And then she has the nerve to say, and the, the conveyor belt is like dirty. Like, I mean, she could at least clean the conveyor belt. Like, and we're taking all this time and like the belt is dirty. And it really wasn't. Somebody had like ice cream and it went down the thing. Yeah, and she it hasn't was, had like, a chance wet. to clean it because right, she's so been, many yeah. people in here. And so then we get, she rings me up and I'm like getting my bags. And before she rings up the lady behind me, she stops the belt and like sprays it down. Yes. <laughs> and takes yes. her sweet time. Hell yeah. Wiping it down. And I'm like, oh my God, this is petty as fuck. But the lady, like, oh my God, you her head almost exploded <laughs> at this situation. I love that. And I didn't even know what this was called until you told me. I think, yeah, I so think that, that would be- So was that malicious compliance? Uh, I guess technically no, only because she wasn't told to clean it. I feel you like know what I'm saying, but I think it, I think it fits in. I do think it also fits in. Also known as passive aggressiveness. Yeah, anyway, I'm just off. saying, like in the in the general that, and then we'll get to we'll get to some examples that I have found. Okay, but uh, the general idea is that someone tells you to do it. Okay, right. It's about so superiority. It's kind of, yes, it's it's a lot about the hierarchy of yeah. a relationship. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people think it's toxic. Like a lot of people do think this kind of behavior is toxic. I think it is. Um, I think that this kind of behavior can really only happen in an already toxic environment. Okay. Is my personal opinion. Okay. Because 
I've been in work relationships, you know, between bosses or coworkers or what have you, where I am able to express like, hey, I'm the person doing this job. Here's why I think we should do it this other way. Yeah. And even if they don't agree and we still do it the way they mm -hmm. want, like they we will listen and it doesn't feel like you're not hitting a wall. Right. And they're not going to hit that hit you with a you need to do what I say or else kind of thing. I but think what if they're just lying to you. What, what do you if mean? They're just like, yes, let me hear what you think. Okay, yeah, but they really don't give a damn. No, I mean, I think you realize that after like two or three times of like, yeah, I'd love to. And then, you know, they get, yeah, you get. Because literally that's what people oh, do. 100%. But I just think that like, yeah, I think, I think it only happens in the types of environments where people feel like they, they can't say anything or when they do say something, someone says, tough shit, do it anyway. Well, then you're going to get malicious compliance you're gonna really? get people who are gonna say fine really? i will do it that way but it's already toxic you see what i'm saying i kind of like sometimes being like i don't give a damn just do it you don't think that's ever needed oh you mean to just say jesus take the wheel go ahead actually no to say i don't care what you think this is what we're doing oh i think that um you know is that ever right yes or no i think it can be I think it depends on the situation, right? All right. And at so well, let's let's start with an example, shall Good we? Good idea. So for anyone who's still confused, they're like, what is this malicious compliance thing? I'm gonna do some examples and these all come from where else? But Reddit. Oh. So Reddit has a gold mine for the millennial. A hundred percent. I love Reddit. <laughs> um Reddit has a subreddit called R slash malicious compliance. Mm -hmm. So if you're interested in reading more stories, um, Go on there. It's a lot of fun. Let me find the one. That's really good. <laughs> okay. So this one was posted nine days ago oh. from user code Egan. So code E-G-A-N. Mm -hmm. And the title is sure thing, boss. I will follow the GPS. Okay. And it goes like this. I drive a concrete truck. We deliver ready mix concrete throughout a fairly large area. Keep in mind, concrete has a shelf life of 90 minutes once water mixes with the cement. Okay. This is on very important spec jobs. Our company uses a routing system I will call the terrible system. If there is a good route or less than good route, it chooses the worst route of all routes possible. After working with it a short time, this was noted. During training, new drivers are told to use it for final part of the route only. The problem is every time one doesn't follow a route, an alert is sent to management. Mm. Early in using terrible system, managers found a way to turn off these alerts. New manager starts. After a year, he brings up in meetings, drivers are not following terrible system routing. Multiple times he tell, we tell him it gives us the worst and longest routes. He doesn't listen. After six months, he states drivers will be written up if we continue to not follow terrible system routing. Drivers don't listen. A few days after this announcement, a fellow driver is written up. This is talked about. Cue malicious compliance. <laughs> the next day on my second load, I have to load to a location I had before. It's 15 miles east of the plant and then 10 miles north. Following that route takes about 45 minutes or less. We had been going on to this job for three months by now, and I knew Terrible System gave a much longer route. I was the first of four trucks noted on the radio we needed to follow Terrible System as directed. Off I go. 
The route it takes me is southeast 13 miles. Oh my God. North on Interstate Highway 35 miles, mm. including a chicken coop way station for non truck drivers. Mm. East through a large metro area for 20 miles, followed by a last leg south of about 15 miles. It takes 125 minutes for me. Terrible system gave me an estimated travel time of 140 minutes, so I did well. I arrive and I'm timed out, right? Because if you recall, they only have 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. Reject the load is rejected and that costs the company a thousand dollars for the concrete, not to mention 20 gallons of fuel that he, I burned. The second and third truck are the same. Fourth truck was stopped at a chicken coop and had a five hundred dollar fine. Oh my god. The customers piss. Calls manager screaming, manager asked to talk to me. I tell him we followed terrible system routing as directed and he can check that easily. The next day in the break room, a sign is posted stating drivers are to use professional discretion in choosing the best and most expeditious routes to jobs. Okay, there you go. So in that kind he of situation. affected change. Right. But what I'm saying is you were saying, we'll just say fuck it and do the thing that you know is right. And someone did that and got written up. Didn't and I say that? You did. Oh, when did I say that? Didn't you just say that? Like, right before I started reading the story? Said, no, I said, do what the people tell you to do. Even though you know it's not right. Like, <laughs> like okay, this is the thing. Are you sure? This is the thing. I agree with, like, arguing back if something you know is wrong, right? Like, this is not going to end well. You need to put up a fuss about it. Mm -hmm. You know, before you waste the company thousands of dollars, like, here's why. Here's a printout of why. Here's some examples of why. Right. right? But there's also a time where you need to just do what people tell you because you don't have all the backstory about why they're telling you to do it. Is that not a thing? No. You need to just do what people tell you to do because they don't have the backstory? Because you don't have the backstory of why they're telling you to do it that way. I'm, I think I lost it. I'm That's sorry. That's interesting. If I said, take this pink bottle and turn it upside down. Uh-huh. Because I need you to do that right now because this is how we do it here. Okay. Right? Yeah. And you're like, this doesn't make any sense. Right. You don't know all the reasons why the method is to turn the bottle upside down. Do you need to know why you're being told to do it? Oh, I see what you're saying. I mean, I think... <clears throat> I think if I were to say, that sounds great. I'd like to keep the water in the bottle. So can I keep it upright? No, right. this is how we do it. But why wouldn't you just give someone like, a, oh, here's why we do it this way. Because you don't necessarily deserve that. Okay, well then <laughs> I'll do it the way you want me to and I'll, I'll lose Waste you a thousand dollars. Like that's fine. Um, yeah. That's bad management in my eyes. Like I feel like someone else, not to say that they need to answer every single thing. But if I say, Hey, I just want to know, like, why is it done this way? You're privy. You, I'm you not should, questioning you. Should get you. I'm just wondering why it's done this way. I think that's interesting. I mean, I suppose that's fair, but I don't necessarily know that everyone should be granted that information. I think there's levels, right? It's like a clearance. There's levels to the it's information. A, there's levels. So it's like, maybe I don't need to know the whole picture mm -hmm. but if you just say oh we do it that way because it's safer we had problems or whatever i think that's reason. you know it's reasonable for someone to ask it's reasonable for you to not give the whole answer but i think an answer 
is I'm an adult human being. You should have an answer, right? <laughs> Give me something. Okay. Or if you say do it, fine. I'll do it. I might get socked out of chicken coop. <laughs> like that's very interesting. That's very interesting. So let me give let me give you another one. Okay. I was a supervisor. This is by Reddit user Dan JCB. Mm-hmm. It was five days ago. One of my guys came in five minutes late. Oh, I'm sorry. I scrolled too far. I was a supervisor of a small team who were great at what they did. And one payday, I had three worried staff members thinking payroll had cocked up and given them too much money. They hadn't. Here's the story. One of my guys came in five minutes late and got caught by one of the other managers who told my boss and it got around to me. I want you to check their clocks in and clocks out and let me know so we can dock them any time they weren't in on time. Mm. Now, I don't care. They're a great employee, got a ton of work done, and always stayed late if they needed to finish things off. Also, I don't even want to think about whether or not this is legal. It didn't sit right with me. Two things weren't in his favor right now. One, he was being a tool, and two, I'd already gotten another job, so I didn't care. Oh, my God. What next? I did as I was told, and I checked. Couple minutes here or there, nothing major. Mm -hmm. I then checked all the extra time they worked since they'd started and added it all up. Mm-hmm. I made sure to take out anything they'd already claim as overtime, logged in the system and approved it and sent it to finance myself. Then I checked my other guy's time as well and did the same thing. Turns out my guys were damn helpful and helped out other areas when they could. The overtime went over certain limits and tipped them over from one and a half times pay to two times pay. Mm-hmm. And I added up a lot. Uh, I delayed it a couple days to make sure it all went through and double checked with finance to make sure all was good. Then I called a meeting with my boss to let him know everything and ham- hand him my resignation letter. He was not pleased. It was worth it. That's micromanaging. This, I think, is a really, a really good point of like, OK, I'm two minutes late. But how long did I stay late? I know. You know, I agree with that. Like, this is crazy to dock you like two or five minutes. So yeah, I'll maliciously comply and I'll also make sure their clock outs are correct. I agree with this one. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think this, is, I, you know, I have I have uh, boundaries like of, of level, it's levels to levels. it, right? Okay. Like the minute game on the clock is like stupid because yeah. that just diminishes anyone's desire to do more if necessary, right? If they know you're like micromanaging by the minute, then they're not going to put in any extra effort that's needed if something is, you know, if there's a job that needs to be done that makes you stay a little bit late. They're like, no, because you're, you know, you're clocking every minute. You're you're docking me for whatever reason. And so in that case, you know, it's ridiculous. The the part the supervisor is being petty and passive aggressive yeah. as opposed to the is co- the, the worker. I've, I mean, it, both of them are right. Yeah, because, you mean, know, you know, his order was not. To let Make them sure, get paid more. Right. You yeah. know it was, if yeah. they're late, dock their time. Yeah. He was thinking he was going to pay less. Exactly. But and he so ended up paying it more. is malicious. It's petty. It's malicious compliant. I he's, agree. He's following an order and it doesn't go as planned. Exactly. And he could have said, hey, you know, this is not going to probably end like you think. But he didn't. So this he is, just let it go. Right. This is from Stretch R. Armstrong 11 months ago. I denied a cop the bathroom code at Subway. 
This is when people used to have codes for the bathroom, but maybe they still do. This was 11 months ago, so I think they do. Some cities they do. So I was working at Subway a few years ago, and a man came in with his wife and two children. I had all four sandwiches started when the man asked me for the bathroom code. The policy was you had to make a purchase to get the bathroom code. But by the way, he was doing the by the way he was doing the potty dance. It was pretty apparent this guy needed to go. Obviously, either he or his wife will pay for the four sandwiches I already started. The next day, my boss sits me down and lectures me about how the code is on the receipt for a reason. She watched the tape and saw me give the man the code and tells me, I don't care who it's for, whether it's your friend, your family, whatever, you name it, you do not give the code under any circumstances. Later on that night, I was working by myself uh, when some guy in a trench coat and greasy hair came in the door and said, hey man, someone seriously fucked up outside. A long line of customers waited for me while I grabbed a bread knife and went around to check. It wasn't the best part of town, so you never know. Anyways, as Trenchcoat Man stated, someone was seriously fucked up outside. His face was bloody. He was a mess. I called 911 and went back to making sandwiches. Mm -hmm. Sometime later, a few cop cars and ambulance show up. They were doing their business outside, and one of the officers comes in and asks for the bathroom code. Six hours earlier, my boss told me not to give it under any circumstances mm-hmm. without a purchase. Mm-hmm. I laughed and told him what I tell all customers. I'm sorry, you have to make a purchase first. You can get a cookie, which is whatever, and it'll be on the receipt. Mm-hmm. He didn't realize the laugh was really at myself and how awkward of a situation he unknowingly put me in, nor did I have a chance to explain it before the laugh and the rejection of the bathroom code caused the cop to become straight up furious. Mm-hmm. He gives me three warnings to give him the code. Each time I tell him I'm not going to give him the code and the customers are on my side telling him I'm just doing my job. After his third warning, he shook his head and muttered, I can't believe you're interfering with an ongoing investigation. And he uses the walkie on his shoulder to get information. Five minutes later, one of the cops hands me a phone. I answered and my manager said, are you fucking serious? His manager was on the phone. Yeah. Oh my God. Long story short, the cop got the bathroom code and a free bag of chips. (laughs) No, I like that one. (laughs) I like that one. I like that one. Why is that any different? That's he's that's petty. That's petty. It's the rules. But you just doing what the boss said. That's and that's what makes you so great. But that's the thing. It's like you said you do this. Why can't the cop just buy a cookie? Hey. I'm on the. I told you this is one of my favorite things to okay. do. I love this. There's, but there's some of them that I don't like. I don't like when you let a company like burn to the ground. Wow, funny you should bring that up. Oh, so you, <laughs> rustic whiskey says, get rid of my vacation. Have fun replacing me. Wow. Okay, let me hear this one because this sounds like one where I'm going to say let's find out you're petty. I don't know. I don't know. I worked at a company that gave out exorbitant amounts of vacation. Anyone who worked there 25 plus years received eight weeks of vacation and two weeks of personal time. Mm -hmm. This was a family owned company, but rather large. We ran three shifts totaling 250 plus people. Enter Jimmy. Jimmy was a grizzled old man. He started at the company when he was just 20. Now he was 63 and gave absolutely zero fucks. Jimmy also <laughs> knew how to make a specific part for our product. Him and one other higher up in the office knew how to do this. Mm-hmm. One day, the plant owner comes out and announces he's selling to a corporation. He's older and ready to retire. He promises that there will be very little change and wishes us well. 
The new company comes in and immediately goes after all the benefits we had. The first thing they do is cut everyone's max vacation down to four weeks and do completely away with the personal time. Anyone who's maxed out had until December 31st of that year to use it up and they would not pay out. Then they then go into the office and clean house, firing anyone who's close to retirement, including Jimmy's backup. They also do away with one very important rule. You no longer have to get vacation approved. You can just call in and take it. Nice. Jimmy is pissed and they know it. They realize he's the only one in the building that can do his job now because they fired the Mm -hmm, second guy. mm -hmm. So they hire a new kid for him to train, most likely to permanently replace Jimmy. So Jimmy does what anyone would do. Potentially. We'll see if you would agree. He calls in the first training day for the new hire and lets us know he's going to use all of his PTO at once (laughs) and takes 10 weeks off. (laughs) We had a back stock of parts he made, so it wasn't too unnerving. But for 10 weeks, Jimmy went and applied to other jobs, found one and started. Oh, my God. (laughs) Jimmy. Damn, Jimmy. (laughs) Fast forward 10 weeks. It's the day Jimmy is supposed to return. He doesn't. For two days, they try calling him and even go to his house. He's nowhere to be found. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, on day three, he calls and resigns and they lose their shit. The parts he makes are specialized and patented by the original owner. You cannot just hire someone off the street to make them. What eventually happened was they had to contract contract the original owner to come in and teach new hires how to make them and when he found out what they had done it pissed him off the last i heard he charged them a seven-figure contract to teach them how to produce the parts and they had to pony up or close down moral of the story don't fuck with people's vacation time (sighs) okay so this is this is potentially burning a company to the ground so what do you say to jimmy you know what it's jimmy's fault why is this jimmy's fault it's jimmy's fault he should have known who he sold to no, Jimmy wasn't the, the CEO. Oh, that well, was who, somebody else. Whoever the CEO. Okay, well, it wasn't Jimmy. It wasn't Jimmy. My bad. Jimmy I, had no control in the situation. These stories are long. First of all, can we talk about how, like... They are pretty long. YouTube had... Like, this is a pastime for people. Yeah, it is. To listen to malicious compliance. Yeah, it is. Stories. No, people love them. Like, there's there's videos that are four or five hours long. Yeah. And there's people in the comments saying, oh, I can go to sleep to this. <laughs> I'm like, you gotta think they just hate their this job. This is right? your lullaby. It's because they're they're hoping that they one day, so like they y'all, can be Jimmy. Go get another job yeah. tomorrow because you are petty and bitter, and I don't want you walking around acting like that. But my point is like, dude, this is where this is the chips have fallen. Chips have fallen. Well, Jimmy got a new job. Jimmy did the right thing. He was like, deuces, because I'm not doing this. But he also, like, almost burned a company to the ground. He did. And that's his prerogative. But at the <laughs> same time, it's like, the company is sold. There's new rules, people. You can't, like, get mad at the game. Don't hate. The player hate the game. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's how I feel. I So now, like, we're supposed to, like, buck the system because the company is sold and the people have different rules. We're supposed to like let the company, we're supposed to let the company go down or do things that are against our work ethic because we don't like the way the company is ran. I don't have any loyalty to you. That's true, but you have a loyalty to yourself and what you consider to be appropriate 
as a person and your work ethic. I mean, if I consider myself to have a good work work ethic and I would not do certain things because this is just who I am, why would I act differently because the company is acting differently? I would continue to do my job accordingly and then I would bounce because I don't need to be a part of this organization any longer. I mean, that's the that's the rub that I have with it. Again, it's kind of like the cement guys, right? You know what the right thing to do is. But if someone tells you to do it any like to do it anyway, yes, you got to do it. I agree. The cement guys, I get because literally functionally and like economically that was dumb. <laughs> right? Like yeah. you're wasting money. There's no way to argue that this is a good idea unless you're telling me something I don't know. Like one of the shareholders is like the Exxon CEO and he wants you to waste money so that his company will get more money. Again, these are some of the mechanics that happen behind the scenes in companies. That's right, what I meant about true. like, sometimes people tell you to do things and you're like, this makes absolutely no sense, but you don't know the whole story. So you just need to do it because See, if someone room. even told me that, like if someone told me like, I know it doesn't make sense, but trust me, I just need you to do this. That's even more of an answer. You know what I'm I saying? I do like that answer. That is an answer in itself is what I'm saying. Like if you, if I tell you like, Nicole, why are we doing this? And you say, I told you to do it. And if you don't do it, I'm going to write you up. That's why. That's shitty. Like what the hell? I'm, I'm a, again, I'm not, I'm not five. True. I'm an adult and you can answer the question. Now, if you tell me like, don't worry about it, please just do it. Okay. I am the type of person who would say, I know it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Doesn't even hardly make sense to me, but this is how we need to do it. Yeah. I'm a big proponent of doing I've that. I've said that to people before. I have too. Like, I think look, you know that. Like, yeah, I've said, I think you've seen me say that to I, people. You have said it, and I, I think you know I have said <laughs> yeah. it. Like, I know this doesn't make any sense. We know this makes no sense. But we need to do it this way. And sometimes, like... But see, you got to you gotta reach that level with me where I let you in on the backstory. That's fine. But again, that's an answer. Yeah, that is an answer. So like I, if someone said, why do I have to do it this way? And I said, because I told you to do it this way. That's whack. That, again, you're but, not my mom. But it's like, also not giving you reason to let the company burn to the ground either. Mm, yeah, mm. right. I know. I, <laughs> this, is, this is the divide. I feel like millennials are like, no, F that. You hear what they I'll said to me? <laughs> let it burn. You know what I'm saying? Bro, they took this man's vacation time. So what? And fired like half the company. That's the company that bought it. And Get mad at the person that well, sold it. Well, you know what, too, though? They're really dumb because you don't want to, when you're relying, and I think people don't realize this enough because it's easy to be at the top and just look down and say like, oh, we'll get someone else. But sometimes you are relying on someone oh, more God. than Some you think. Some people have all the keys to the kingdom. And you don't know that. The lowliest worker could have all the keys to making the machine work. Well, and that's Jimmy. So like in it this case, you you fired his his backup. Yeah. And then you're going to make him train, train a, a replacement because right. he knows because yeah. he's 63. So he knows he's out the door in, in their eyes. True. So it's like, why would I? Why am I going to train some because guys so you can make Jenny, money? And this Peace. is what you do. Like you go out sad like that. You just let your legacy be sad. tarnished. I think it's kind of legendary. Like if I heard that story, I'd be like, holy shit. Jimmy is a badass. Why is everybody trying to stick it to the man? Like we act like we live in a situation where it's like <laughs> the big, you know, 
like there there are people trying to stick it to the man right mm-hmm. there's like amazon unions forming where yeah. they're like no dude you're not gonna work me to death right but then there's certain situations where it's like why are we doing this like a lot of the malicious compliance stuff that i heard was like people who work in like fortune 500 it companies a lot of it guys like letting the whole system crash yeah a lot of it stories i they're didn't so pick one bitter. but like because it stories are usually no offense to it guys i really don't want to piss one off after reading Please malicious don't. compliance <laughs> <laughs> but no offense they're usually very long they are and very and complicated. dry yeah it's so complicated and people that already make six figures i'm like why are you pissed right off? and just be like they asked me to turn off the server i told them no they said do it i turned it off and you then know? The, whole, <laughs> like, the, the company couldn't run the next you don't day. need to give me like eight chapters <laughs> yeah like also like why didn't you say here if you turn the server off the company is going to be down tomorrow well to be fair i've seen ones where they say that where they say look the, the GPS system does not work. Sometimes I feel like people don't be saying enough so that the people can say, no, do it anyway. I, and then the whole system crashes and they can be like, ah, malicious compliance. I will say like I have known and I have. I've personally have never had any sort of issue at work. Like as far as written up or anything like I know, that. I try to personally, think too. I, have I, not. I don't have a lot of mis- malicious compliance. Mine is more personal stories. But I have known people who have because they th- they said no i'm gonna do this the way that i know it should be done and they get written up and i've been i've asked like i have just simply asked a question mm-hmm. once of like why do you need it to be done this way because i think this way would be better and i was told are you being insubordinate and i'm like you know what no I'm I've not being worked a job where a person has used the word insubordinate. Yeah. And, you know, and that's the thing is once you start throwing around HR words, it's like, OK, you know what? Fine. I'm not going to go down because I'm a good worker and I've yeah. never been I've never been a problem. And me me telling you, I think this is more efficient is not me saying you're dumb or this is or whatever. It's just me having an opinion as someone who does a job. Yeah. So if you have a problem and that makes me insubordinate, then you know what? I don't have an opinion. You know something? I'll get my you check and I'll leave. Elizabeth? What? I just remembered a time where I was maliciously compliant. I can't Let's be- hear it. <laughs> I can't believe it. But you know what? <laughs> I'm not going to give you all the details. Okay, that's fine. But basically, there was a set of rules for remote work that I began with at a certain position. Okay. And then maybe like halfway through that position, those rules changed. Mm. And we had a meeting about it. And I was very vocal about the fact that it made absolutely no sense. Okay. Even like more so than I thought I ever would be, because again, I'm a Gen Xer and we just be like, okay, we'll, we'll do whatever. Into people the say. Background. Yeah. Like what, <laughs> whatever uh, is the check going to be here on Friday? Okay. Right. Whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll just do it. I'll see, see Monday. I don't care. You know what I mean? We just sacrifice ourselves. But this one just, I I am a person of like logic. And I'm like, this just, this is dumb. It's Mm. going to hurt productivity. And I, and I said it and I was sort of like leading the pack of people and saying like, this is dumb. Like it just makes no sense. And if you're going to do this, then it's going to hurt productivity. And then like maybe a couple weekends later, there was like some weekend work that needed to be done. (laughs) And I was sort of like, oh, really? (laughs) Because... I'm not supposed to be working at home. (laughs) 
again, not maybe. So not, did you not do it, or did, were you I just did petty? It, I did it. I'm petty. I'm not gonna not do it because I'm too chicken. So I did right. it. But um, I understand the concept. I think for me, it's been more so personal. Like I've told people, like you do not need to do something mm-hmm. in their personal life, um, from like romantic relationships to like career moves. And they've done it anyway. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, you shouldn't do this. And here's why. And they're like, yeah, but you don't understand because you're this way and that way. And I'm like, okay, okay. And they do it anyway. And then it just crashes and burns. And then I take delight. (laughs) But that's not like, you know. Again, you're not. You can't order them to do something. Like it's you their life. You can't order you them know? to do it, but so. you can present them with information on why they shouldn't. And some people will argue you down so much that you don't even like try. Oh yeah, to present yeah, yeah. them with the reasons why they shouldn't do something. You just let them crash and burn. Well, and then imagine that in an office where someone has the power to write you up or fire you. That's where this comes from. Because it's like you can't you cannot fire your husband. You can divorce him. Well, who are these bosses that are doing this? Again, I feel like this is very like something in a movie (laughs) or something. No, I've known many of these people. So based on your story, we can just do this last one. Mm -hmm. I think it's pretty good. Why did you schedule this call on my off hours by Taipan 821? Been reading other stories of virtual meeting shenanigans and thought I would add my own day off attending a hazard reduction burn. So out with the bush truck or out in the bush with a fire truck suited up and running around like a happy pyromaniac. I get a phone call from work. I answer and get told I must be present for a virtual meeting scheduled 10 minutes in 10 minutes time for a training system. I already know as I have been using it for six months. I remind them that it's my day off and my manager speaks with the tone of do it or you're fired. Okay. First strike, the manager is late to their own meeting. The meeting eventually starts and I have connected by my phone and Bluetooth earphones. My camera and mic are off because of the noise. Because remember, this guy is... He's off. Well, he's off and he's lighting the forest on fire. Just, yeah. You know, like yeah. he's in the middle of something. Yeah. Um, the other firefighters are having a chuckle at my expense. Then my manager insists I turn my camera and mic on. Otherwise, they will mark me absent. Okay. Oh my God. Alrighty then. I stand in a spot where the fire will roar up behind me (laughs) somewhat safely and turn my camera and mic on. The rest of the firefighters go nuts with radio chatter as the people in the virtual meeting see yours truly, see yours truly masked up full ensemble with the noise of fire roaring behind him, the sound of the pump (laughs) and panicking radio chatter. I like this. I then end the call. Manager begins to frantically ring as she thinks she has just seen one of her better team members go up in flames. <laughs> they never scheduled training on my off days after that. And then I jump ship to a competitor two months later. Which will turn around and do the same damn thing. But anyway. <laughs> and that's why you're maliciously complying because they all do the same thing. That one's funny. I actually like his style. I like that. I like like that. that. Because that's, I mean, you're off. Like, why are you doing this? And if you do it, you're going to get anything that comes along with it. And it's pretty fucking funny that the person, like, panicked and thought that he was on fire. Like, I like it. I like it. Especially, like, you called me on my day off on a meeting I didn't know we were having and expect me to just be available. And turn my camera on. I wouldn't even have answered the phone on my day. I wouldn't have done it. You know? This is the other thing. Stand up. 
Put some bass in your voice. I'm not doing it. Sorry, can't make it. Or you're fired. On your day off, then let me call my lawyer. Right. Labor lawyer. Yeah. Eight one eight hundred. No, ma'am. We're not doing this. Like, there's rules. Well, I think that malicious compliance is a great way to uh, load off steam while you're trying to get a new job. Just do what they say. Like Just it. do what they say. That's my thing. Just, Just do, do what they say. Do what they passive say. aggressively. Don't try to affect change. With the caveat, if you're already in an environment where that's what it's going to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're in a really good environment, this stuff is not going to happen. It's just naturally it's not going to happen because you have a good relationship with the people you work with and your bosses. But when you're in a situation where you've got just someone who is really just going to twist your arm to do whatever they, you know, make you comply. Just do it. Then okay. Then I will comply. You know where malicious compliance happens a lot? In uh, parent-children relationships. Does it? I wouldn't know. I think so. Yeah. I think so. I think that a lot of times you're like, it goes both ways. It goes both ways. It's like, I told, don't cross the street. Don't do that. Don't do that. Okay. You're going to do it anyway? Okay. Pat. Now you get hit by a car. (laughs) Or whatever happens. I told you not to do it and you did it anyway. Right. I don't know. That's just what comes to mind for me. Or the other way around. Mom. Um, I don't think that I need to. But it's do malicious this. compliance, They're not disobedience. It. But it's the same thing. No, no, you are being it's disobedient. Not. No, no, no. You said don't cross the street. Then they cross the street and got hit by a car. That's them disobeying you. We're They're talking not about listening compliance. To you. So, so they do it anyway. It would be like it, okay. So then in that case, it's the child. I feel like a child can maliciously comply with you. And make Again, you look dumb. to my point, it's always the person on top. I don't like that. And so it would be like, like one example I saw is from, you know, the cartoon Calvin and Hobbes. Of course. The mom says, get in the tub. Yeah. And he just gets in the tub. With his clothes on. Yeah. He just right. like stands That's in the tub. That's what I'm saying. I yeah. don't like that. That's no, no, do that. Compliance. Because listen, the mom is tired. Like, <laughs> don't do me like he that. He didn't want to take a bath. She told him to get in the tub. He physically got in the tub. Right. He complied maliciously. Right. That's what it is. I can't tell you examples, but this this is happening to it's, me. Yeah, it's not like, don't do this. They do it anyway. It's don't do this. Okay, fine. I won't do yep. it. And then yep. unintended like, result. I told like, be quiet. I don't want to hear nothing right now. So and then they're then, quiet. And then I'm like, and then okay, you don't what did know you that someone co- such, Yeah. Right. And oh, then you told co- me not to talk. Uh, exactly. That's See, exactly now, it. Yeah, that's how you get in trouble. That's it. <laughs> I don't like it. Maybe that's what it is. It's the parent in me. I don't like it. Um, the last one I wanted to tell you about is actually on my way here. Oh, okay. You said this isn't again, I my malicious compliant, I'm of course You're, I just create what I want. Yeah, I'm not sure we're fully there, but we're getting there. I don't care. This is what I think it is. Okay. I'm I'm at the <laughs> intersection and um it's one of the ones where it's a left turn lane and you could turn on green or you can turn on the green arrow. Okay. And it's a very busy intersection. And I'm like, you know what? I ain't doing this. Like you got to kind of scoot out and it's like, yeah. to see if there's cars coming. I'm like, I'm not doing this. I'm just going to wait for the arrow. And, um, there's a lady behind me in like a very, very nice truck. And, um, I'm waiting for the arrow, the green light, but then I, I stop and I wait for the arrow and she's getting upset right she wants me to go because mm-hmm. she she thinks there's no cars coming but she doesn't have the view that i have right and so she's like um get over you know like you got some crazy drivers where you live i 
right now. She's like, she's like, go, go, go. And I'm like, I can't go. She's like, well, you know, trying to tell me to go over. And I'm like, all right, go ahead. She goes out and almost gets hit by a car coming. Yeah. Well, yeah, you did what she said. I did what she and said. And it had unintended consequence. Yeah. So, yeah. She almost got hit. Now that she is to mo- swerve out of the way. <laughs> that's That would be malicious I compliance. I enjoyed that a lot. They, so, you, you do understand it. Oh, I understand You're just it. on the side of the man. Sometimes. You are the man, though. I am. So, that's the problem here. I mean, I am, but I'm also the people. But I also kind of feel like you need to just be quiet sometimes and just do what people tell you. And that's what millennials don't like. Y'all don't like that. We do it. But, you but then don't you get like mad with But then it's like, okay. You can't handle like just being told what to do. Well, we do it. And then this is, I think this is the other part of it too. Have you ever done something that someone told you to do and then they get mad because there's an unintended consequence? You know Probably, what I'm saying? Probably, but I and don't pay like, attention what? to that. Well, it's just frustrating on both ends. It's like, I try to warn you. You tell me to do it anyway. I do it anyway. You get and mad at the result. Mad. There's no win. So There's not, but sometimes you just don't win. Sometimes you just, you got to maliciously comply until you get a new job. Oh, God. Okay. Well, now I know something I didn't know before. This is actually, no, I won't read the whole thing, but this is from someone, take it easy. Um, cop pulls him over. Mm-hmm. He's got, he's deaf. So he wears uh, hearing aids. Mm -hmm. He rolls down the window. The officer looks at me the way one would a sticky piece of gum stuck to the bottom of a shoe. Oh my God, what? The description of it I know. You didn't make a complete stop. He says, I adjust one of my hearing aids. And before I could speak, he firmly orders, sir, take off your earphones while I'm talking (gasps) to you. I take off both hearing aids and look at him. I can read lips, but we're both masked. So I don't understand what he's saying. I communicate in sign language simultaneously while speaking verbally. I am deaf and I didn't understand what you said. Can you communicate to me in ASL, please? He points at my hearing aids that look like AirPods, motioning me to put them on. I respond, yes, officer, without those, I can only communicate in ASL. Please instruct me in ASL and I will be compliant in every way possible. Um, He mumbles for fuck's sake and then motions for me to go. (laughs) That's just terrible. That's just terrible. The cops. Which on what? Who's part? Yeah. That's why I'm saying he couldn't use the bathroom and subway either. And I'm glad. You just don't like cops. No, I don't. Let's go to you're not wrong. (laughs) All right. So what do you got? So, um, I was kind of hesitant to do this one. I don't even know what it is. But you know what? It spoke to me. Okay. Today's You're Not Wrong is about Juneteenth. (sighs) Is this because I sent you the thing? Or were you going to do it before? I wasn't. Okay. But so it was because I sent you that thing. it, it, It sparked something in me. You know, you don't know this about me. You didn't know this about me. But I've never been a huge fan of Juneteenth. So for people who don't know Juneteenth, um, President Abraham Lincoln uh, signed the Emancipation Proclamation on January 1st, 1863. That would have been a better branding situation to me than what what Walmart did. I mean, hey, copyright, 1863. Anyway, he signed the Emancipation Proclamation in in, uh, 1863. This this freed enslaved people in the United States. 
um, thankfully. Um, anyway, however, this news didn't get to Texas, specifically Galveston, Texas, until two years later in 1865. And that's basically what the celebration of Juneteenth is about. It is mm-hmm. about the news arriving in Galveston, Texas. See, I didn't even really fully know that. Yeah. Um, in all transparency, growing up, I'm from Virginia, you know that, um, where, I mean, <laughs> this is the original place where the slaves were. We celebrate, I mean, not even that we celebrate, but like we we celebrate real history in that we see where slaves were brought. We understand the plantation system. We understand what emancipation was about. Emancipation happened in 1863, not 1865. So Juneteenth was never really a celebration for us. And so I grew up not really celebrating celebrating this holiday. Joe Biden signed this into law. What was it, in 2020? Yeah, something like that. Maybe 2020, 2021. I don't know. I'm not mad at all at the fact that people are happy to celebrate um, Juneteenth. I don't have a problem with people celebrating. It's not something I'm overly excited about because I feel like, why are we celebrating people finding out about slavery being over two years so later? So were they just still slaves? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were for two extra years. <laughs> and they ain't got no reparations for it. But we're going to, that's not even, we're not even going to go down there right now. So it was two years later. And so why didn't they find I'd out? I'd be pissed. I wouldn't be celebrating. Wouldn't you? <laughs> I'd be angry. Why are we celebrating? I'd be maliciously this? compliant. <laughs> Which is then you go to Walmart and get some bullshit ass <laughs> Juneteenth paraphernalia. Yeah. Um. So that's not something for me to celebrate. But anyway, Walmart took it upon themselves to commercialize this. Um, is it just Walmart though? I have not seen Juneteenth decorations anywhere else. Have you been anywhere else? No, I haven't. Okay. And I haven't even been looking. <laughs> okay. But we're talking about the Walmart stuff at this point. Again, I mean, maybe people have Juneteenth parties. They have the red, <laughs> the black, the yellow plates. But... The ice cream. There's ice cream? There's Juneteenth ice cream, um, which is uh, red velvet and cheesecake. Do not ask me. How did they decide that? What that has to do with Juneteenth. Apparently somebody assigned the color red to Juneteenth. And so now Mm -hmm. we're all supposed to like do red stuff. I don't, I don't understand. I would have thought, well. Um, So swirled red velvet and cheesecake. But it doesn't stop there. They have a whole wall of decorations, plates, cups, napkins. I didn't see those. One of the napkins says, it's the freedom for me. <laughs> so now we take in, what is it? A-A-V-E? A-A-V-E. A-A-V-E. <laughs> combining it with Juneteenth. <laughs> it's the freedom for me. <laughs> Bro, if the ice cream didn't go with the tagline, the taste of freedom, they lost out. I don't know what they said. I didn't look too deep, but it's the freedom for me. And so I'm like, huh? What are we doing? Welcome to America, right? Welcome to America. Welcome to America. Uh, Childish Gambino said it better, or Donald Glover, whichever one you want to call him. Welcome to America. So my you're not wrong this week is you're not wrong if you aren't feeling Juneteenth. You're not wrong if you're not feeling the commercialization of Juneteenth. You're not wrong if you are not going to go buy the Juneteenth ice cream (laughs) or the It's the Freedom for Me napkins. I don't mean to laugh, but it's... And if on June 19th, you're just not even going to say Happy Juneteenth to anybody. You're just going to do what black people always have done, which is have a great time no matter what the hell is going on and we do not need a lot of cel- a lot of decorations and fake ass Juneteenth ice cream to do it we just gonna do what we've always done 
which is celebrate life and go on living without any of the commercialization attached to it. You're not wrong for that. Okay. I'm actually really excited for Juneteenth this year. Why? Because I get a day off from work. Exactly. Whack <laughs> as hell. I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like that's when you know you've really made it as a holiday. Is when you have a day Nobody off from work. Nobody asked for it either. I didn't, you know. Who asked for this? Sometimes the universe just gives you a, night, a nice surprise. Uh, I guess. Sometimes it's two years late. <laughs> <laughs> or 200 and, <laughs> 402 years <laughs> But oh my god sometimes <laughs> this sometimes is, this is not. actually horrible i'm sorry i do yeah, not I feel, know how this I is gonna go over even making that joke <laughs> <laughs> too late um yeah so that's my you're not wrong this week okay yeah i mean i did i did laugh i know i sent you the napkins other people had we i'm had sure all, we i'm had sure yeah, yeah. Had but I, like, that's the thing is like i had also sent you the napkins because i was like this is insane it's insane insane. (laughs) why why are we doing this it took what a year for us to have the napkins like i'm honestly surprised it wasn't faster you know i am surprised i'm surprised he didn't like sign it and then there were like juneteenth shirts or something china issued a full arrange of juneteenth um balloons and lead based what's sad is it's probably just someone at walmart with a vista vista print account like you know it's not that deep who came up with the red velvet and cheesecake is what i want to know i don't know i don't know either but um so that's my you're not wrong Thank you. You're welcome. From great, you're not wrong. I don't have much to contribute on this one, other than I'm very happy for a day off. Yeah. And do with I mean, it what I guess in a way, like hopefully, maybe people will learn more about history because now there's a day off. I think people should try to learn more about yeah. history and don't don't text a bunch of black people happy Fourth of July either. Let's just put that out there. Okay, moving on. <laughs> you know, I never think to text the black people in my life I unless it's for something like I want to tell them. I'm just saying, like. If I text you, it's not because you're, you know what? I text you because I want to text you something. You don't text me I wouldn't me text you Christmas. like, how are you? When there's like a George, Flo- a George Floyd incident. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't understand that. Con- like, um, yeah, no, don't. Or do- like what books from black authors should Please I read? Please don't do that. Don't do that. Just Google This is whack to be like, what is your, yeah. Like, Google it. What is your problem? Or talk normally. Have you ever spoken to a black person before? Or talk normally <laughs> to people in your life that you already talked to about books and political events. That's what I'm saying. Like, I text nature. you about things I text yes. you about. And like, sometimes it's Juneteenth, but and not sometimes because. sometimes it's not. Right? <laughs> I but mostly because I thought it was funny. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So this is our review. Oh. Um, And I truly don't know how to approach this because at the end of every show i say you can leave a review a five-star review and then we'll read the entire thing out on the podcast no matter what it says i'm scared but this person decided to put in an advertisement (laughs) i do not have any idea within the review so should i read i'm gonna read the review part and then i'm gonna read the rest of it up (laughs) until the point in which you want to hurt me Okay. And then I will stop. Go on. Okay. So it says, what a great show. Love this podcast. The topics are well thought out and the conversation is fun. Oh, cool. Thanks for the review. Guys, before we get into the next five-star review, let's talk about stamps. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hate going to the post office for all your mailing needs? 
I know I do. That's where insert company name here comes in. With insert company name, you can print, pack, ship, and all from the comfort of your own home. Sign up today and use promo code. You're not wrong. They gave us a promo code. Wait a minute now. This is a promotion. To get 25% off your next order. This is a sponsorship. Company name here. It is It is not a sponsorship. They're using our co- promo code. I think code. they would let us know. They need to contact us. You should have yeah, read please, that. Please. Well, I didn't say the company name. Tell them what they need to do. <laughs> Hit us up on Instagram. Yes. DM us on Instagram if you actually want an ad. We will not say your company name if you just put it in the fucking review. Yeah. That's shady you gotta, shit. You got to contact us but and it's then been we read. might do it. It's been read and I keep my promises. So if oh, you wow. want to hear your... <laughs> Your review on the podcast. Leave us a five-star review. Tell us who you think is not wrong or wrong. If you heard something today or some other day that you thought was wrong, please let us know. Put an advertising in there, but I will not read your no, name. No, contact <laughs> us about advertising. Put, put whatever you Don't want. Don't try to do no sneak shit. <laughs> but thank you for listening. We hope you like it, Jared. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Apple and Spotify. And that's the show. See you guys.